I chose William Peace University because of the small class sizes. I feel that you get more one-on-one -on -one time with teachers, with class sizes like about 16 per teacher, you can really get that one-on-one -on -one help a lot of students need. A 12 to one student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu. Shot in 4K ultra high definition. Your number one source for local news. WRAL News, coverage you can count on. Clear skies and another very warm day, but I'll show you why we might not quite hit the record. A triple shooting in Durham shuts down a road for hours. Brett Neese is in the WRO Breaking News Tracker working to get information on the conditions of the victims. Voters in Durham have elected a new mayor just ahead. What the new mayor-elect says are his priorities for the Bull City. 4.30 is the time right now. We've reached our Wednesday point, and we have a lot to talk about coming off that election day Tuesday for you. We'll get you caught up to speed. I'm Jeff Hogan. And I'm Renee Chu. We'll continue with the warmth this week today. Not quite as warm as yesterday, but still going to be very nice. Meteorologist Elizabeth Gardner in the WRL Severe Weather Center with how we're starting off. Starting with clear skies. We take a live look at Chapel Hill. We are looking at 55 degrees. Our temperatures are still nice and mild this morning. Even a couple of degrees warmer than what we saw yesterday. But this afternoon, our wind will come out of the northeast. And that will briefly drop our temperatures. I mean, just a couple of degrees. We're talking about upper 70s. We do have clear skies this morning. So we have the top of the tower lit up there in blue to signify the clear skies. It's 45 up in Roxborough. That's our cool spot this morning. It is 49 in Goldsboro, but elsewhere we're looking at low to mid 50s. 56 in South Hill, 53 in Fayetteville, 51 Clinton, 50 degrees in Southern Pines. Our 24-hour temperature change, it's anywhere from a couple degrees to say five degrees warmer than yesterday. Well, actually we got seven degrees warmer than yesterday down in Clinton. So just a, just a touch warmer for today. Our temperature at lunchtime likely to be around 73. I will hold it in the upper 70s this afternoon. Still lots of sun but just that uh, change in our wind will keep our temperatures a couple of degrees cooler. Tomorrow will still likely be in the 80s, and I'm tracking the front that comes through that brings us much cooler temperatures for the weekend. We're working to learn more about a triple shooting in Durham that happened on East Main Street around 9.30 last night. Brett Neese joins us from the WRL Breaking News Tracker right now. Brett, that road is back open after that hours-long investigation. That's right, Jeff, and it's just feet away from the police department here in downtown Durham. It's an area that has seen many shootings in the past. So I want to get you to the video. This is from the WRL Breaking News Tracker from just after this shooting happened, and you can see what this investigation looked like. It took several hours for police to collect evidence at this scene and try to gather what happened and what led to this triple shooting. We know three people shot all at this location between Main Street are on Main Street between Fayetteville Street uh, and South Alston Avenue. So we're working to learn who those three people are, how they may be connected, if at all, if some of the people may have been caught in the crossfire. There's just a lot of questions that we're asking the Durham Police Department this morning. Also asking, do they have a suspect? Do they know uh, who may be responsible for this shooting? Yet another one here in Durham, in the downtown area. As soon as we get those updates from police, we'll pass them along. Live in Durham, Brittany, WRL News. Today, ways to improve security at UNC Chapel Hill will be a topic of discussion. WRO's Laura Levine joins us live now from campus. Laura, at least one board of trustees member is pushing for active shooter response training for students, faculty, and staff. 
Yeah, Renee, here on UNC's campus, safety and security remains top of mind for university leaders, students, and staff. One board of trustees member I spoke with tells me that he is advocating for active shooter training to be mandatory. Now, when the UNC campus and local schools were on lockdown because of the three hours as uh, police looked for the armed and dangerous person, David Bullock, he has served on the board since 2019. He immediately said more should be done. He shared those sentiments the day after with fellow board members through text messages, stating there should be a policy that requires faculty to go through training on lockdowns. He tells me though the university offers emergency response information and training resources to the campus community, he believes this information should be shared in a more direct way. That what we need to do is get it in front of students, make it part of orientation, uh, get it in front of faculty, make it part of the start of the new school year or semester, because ultimately it's about saving lives. And, and, and that type of training uh, is very important. So I did ask him, what are the next steps? And he says that the university and university police are working on a full debrief of that August 28th shooting. He tells me that that will not be presented today, but it will be a conversation. The meeting begins at 10 o'clock. Laura Levine, WREL News, live at UNC. Two Robinson County deputies are recovering from surgery this morning after having surgery after being shot in a shootout with a murder suspect in Maxton. Robinson County Sheriff Bernice Wilkins says murder suspect Sean Locklear shot both deputies and ran one over with his own patrol car. Deputy Walters was shot in the lower body. Deputy Locklear was shot in the upper body and deputies returned gunfire, shooting Locklear four to five times, we're told. He is currently in critical condition. A friend of Walter says he is praying for the recovery of his friend and the other deputy involved. It's a sickening feeling. It really is. My heart goes out to him and his family. Uh, I've been praying constantly. Sheriff Wilkins expressed frustration that Locklear made bond for a robbery in March of 2022. He was later arrested and then released for first degree murder charge. The SBI is investigating. This morning, we know who will be Durham's next mayor. City Councilman and business owner Leonardo Williams is now Durham's mayor-elect. WRL's Kelsey Coffey joins us live now with what Williams says he plans to do when he takes office. Kelsey, good morning. Renee, good morning. Leonardo Williams will be walking through City Hall this morning as the new mayor-elect. The owner of Zwelli's Kitchen in Durham and the former teacher says that his top priority for his time in office is to create a new culture for City Council. Take a look at this video of the watch party from last night. Addressing crime is also one of his priorities. He says he plans to build on the city's current apprenticeship program. That's an effort to keep youth off the streets. Williams beat his challenger, Mike Woodard, with more than and 60% of the votes. Day one, there's going to be a new culture of uh, being able to work together, a functioning council. I really want to reintroduce Durham to the state of North Carolina. This race represented unity. Williams has been serving on Durham City Council since 2021, and he will be sworn into office next month. Kelsey Coffey, WRL News, live in Durham. Now to other races in Durham. Nate Baker and Carl Rist will join the Durham City Council in at-large seats. Incumbent Javiera Caballero was also re-elected. Monique Holsey-Hyman did not get the votes needed to serve another term. The city councilor faced allegations of bribery, but was later cleared by the State Bureau of Investigation.
In Fayetteville, Mitch Colvin will continue as mayor for a fourth term. The incumbent easily beat his opponent, Freddie De La Cruz, last night. Colvin was first elected mayor in November of 2017. He's the city's longest serving black mayor. Chapel Hill will also have a new mayor. Jess Anderson won the race with more than 58% of the vote over challenger Adam Searing. Anderson has been a Chapel Hill Town Council member since 2015. She will replace Pam Hemminger, who chose not to run for a fifth term. Abortion access took center stage in elections across the country, especially in Ohio, where voters chose to enshrine abortion rights in the state's constitution. Voters passed the issue one ballot measure. It was an issue one that inserts language in Ohio state, Ohio's state constitution, guaranteeing every person in the state the right to one's own reproductive medical treatment. This bars the state from burdening, penalizing, or prohibiting those rights. And Ohio also becomes the 24th state in the nation to legalize recreational marijuana. Ohioans who are 21 or older will be allowed to purchase and possess marijuana. The measure will take effect in 30 days. Tonight, five top candidates for the GOP nomination for president will take the debate stage for the third time. Chris Christie, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, and Tim Scott will participate in tonight's debate in Miami, hosted by NBC News. Former President Donald Trump will once again be absent from the debate stage. NBC Nightly News anchor Lester Holt and Meet the Press moderator Kristen Welker will moderate, along with Hugh Hewitt from the Salem Radio Network. You can watch the debate live right here on WREL starting at 8. And coming up this morning on Today, live coverage from Miami ahead of tonight's debate. Craig Melvin talks with the chair of the Republican National Committee about former President Trump's strategy. Today airs at 7 right here on WREL. 20 minutes before 5 on your Wednesday and coming up an urgent warning this morning from the CDC about babies being born with syphilis. How much the rate has skyrocketed within the past year. And overnight, the House voted to censure Democratic Representative Rashida Tlaib of Michigan, what she's now banned from doing. And we'll give you this live look in Clinton. Another warm day ahead of us today. Not expected to break heat records. Meteorologist Elizabeth Gardner will tell us when some rain will cool off these temperatures. From the WRAL Severe Weather Center, North Carolina's most experienced team of meteorologists. It's 4.43 and we take a live look across the area. Temperatures are in the low to mid 50s for the most part, so it's a very pleasant start this morning. Skies are clear. We're going to have another very warm day today. We may not quite reach 80, but we'll be in the mid to upper 70s across the area with plenty of sunshine, much warmer than normal for this time of year. We take a look heading out the door. You know, a light jacket probably feels great out there. We are going to uh, be back to the coats as we get into the weekend, especially for our overnight lows. So, you know, don't, don't put them away just yet. Our exercise planner really feeling good this morning with the temperatures in the 50s heading out the door. Lunchtime 73 and our high this afternoon is in the upper 70s with lots of sunshine. We do have some big changes in our forecast for the weekend. Tomorrow a front comes through, may bring some showers Friday. We'll go over the timeline coming up. The Wake County School Board has voted to adjust its policies to reflect state law, specifically Senate Bill 49, the so-called Parents' Bill of Rights. This law includes notifying parents of survey questions being asked of students, requiring school systems to send parents copies of survey questions, 
allows parents to request a list of materials their child gets from the library and says staff should not encourage a child to keep a secret from a parent. There has been outcry about this law from some people because it also requires that a parent be informed if their child wants to go by a different name or gender identity, which could out them. But those elements weren't a part of the district's discussion Tuesday night. The Associated Press is projecting Democrats in Virginia will hold on to the state Senate. Virginia voters rejected Republican efforts to take full control of the state's government. Democrats are also fighting to take control of the House, which remains uncalled. They held a narrow Senate majority before the election, while Republicans were narrowly in control of the House. Democratic control of the legislature is likely to serve as a counterweight to Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin, whose conservative policy proposals include a 15-week abortion ban. New this morning, House lawmakers have voted to censure Michigan Republican Rashida Tlaib, the sole Palestinian-American in Congress, over her remarks on the Israel-Hamas war. There were 22 Democrats who voted with most Republicans to censure Tlaib. Four Republicans voted against the measure. The resolution centers Tlaib for promoting false narratives regarding Hamas's attack on Israel and for calling for the destruction of the state of Israel. Capitol Boulevard is back open this morning after a serious crash shut it down. This was the scene last night when the WRL breaking news tracker arrived near the Ponderosa service road. Three people were taken to the hospital to be checked out. They are expected to be okay. No word on charges or what caused that crash. A Wayne County teacher is charged with indecent liberties with a student. Hunter Grantham was arrested Friday. The Southern Wayne High School social studies teacher is accused of having an inappropriate relationship with a student for months. Grantham has since resigned. He was held without bond until his first court appearance, where a judge granted him a secured bond of $8,000. In California, jury selection is complete for the federal trial of the man who attacked Paul Pelosi last year in his San Francisco home. The federal trial of David DePap starts tomorrow, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Northern District of California. 82-year-old Paul Pelosi is on the witness list, but his wife Nancy Pelosi is not. DePap is charged with assault on the immediate family member of a federal official and attempted kidnapping of a federal official. Health officials are calling for urgent action to address an alarming increase in the number of babies born with syphilis. The CDC reports more than 3,700 babies were born with syphilis in the U.S. last year. That's a 32 percent increase from the year before. The CDC says the new numbers are the highest reported in the U.S. in more than three decades. A single course of penicillin given at least a month before the end of a pregnancy nearly always prevents infected mothers from passing the bacteria onto their babies. More Americans are relying on credit cards to pay for everyday expenses, and credit card debt hit a new record high at the end of September. In the three-month period from July to September, it surged more than $1 trillion. That is an increase of $48 billion from the previous quarter. A grand jury has returned an indictment for state auditor Beth Wood for using a public vehicle for her personal use. Search warrants describe an SBI agent obtaining telematics for Woods' vehicle, which showed trips to a spa and apparent use of the vehicle for buying Christmas gifts. Wood would face a misdemeanor for improper use of a state vehicle. She was convicted on a hit-and-run charge for a December crash. Wood responded after the indictment saying, I personally overpaid my commuting miles to make sure it covered any personal use over and above commuting. I'm very disappointed that the district attorney's office has decided to bring criminal charges against me. 
PNC Arena won't be named after a sports betting company and neither will Bank of America Stadium if new rules around sports betting are put in place. North Carolina Lottery's latest set of proposals would ban sports betting companies from buying naming rights at arenas, stadiums and tracks. The proposed rules would also ban advertising targeted at people under 21, including in college stadiums and on college media. Hootie and the Blowfish are going on tour for the first time in years. The band is hitting the road for a summer tour next year, and it includes a stop here in Raleigh. They'll play at Coastal Credit Union Music Park on September 13th. Pre-sale tickets are available at noon today. They go on sale to the general public Friday. 448 right now. All the summer tours announcing right now, November, as we head towards the winter. I want people to be excited about what's ahead in the following year. And Elizabeth Gardner is over in the WR Severe Weather Center. We're winding down some of these summertime temperatures. They'll come to an end. They will, you know, but so yeah, we're kind of soaking in summer. Some interesting stats to share with you over the next couple of minutes. Our first look, though, is here in Chapel Hill, where it's all quiet and mild. Our temperatures are mostly in the low to mid 50s right now, two points of 48. Uh, so it's a it's fairly dry atmosphere that we have with us right now. Our temperature at lunchtime will be in the low to mid 70s, so another very pleasant day, feeling much like yesterday. Right now, looking at 53 in Fayetteville, 52 in Rocky Mount. Our cool spot, as usual, is Roxborough at 45, but it's 49 in Gold. It's 50 degrees in Southern Pines. We take a look at our temperatures for highs this afternoon. Looking at 78 in Raleigh, 77 in Durham, and 82 in Fayetteville. This is, you know, be a couple of degrees below what our forecast was for yesterday. But Mike and Kat were talking about that last night, and it's all about this front that's sitting in the middle of the country. Temperatures on the north side of the front are a little bit cooler, but not dramatically cooler than what's on the south side of the front. New York at 48, Chicago at 49. We're looking at 55 in Raleigh and 55 in, in Birmingham. This front is sinking southward across our area and of course on the north side of the front is where the temperatures are slightly cooler. So it's it's a little subtle change. Instead of seeing a high of 81 like we were forecasting yesterday, we just dropped it down into the upper 70s because of the position of that front. That front will lift northward to overnight tonight and that will allow our temperatures to climb back into the low 80s for tomorrow. And then this front will be the one that causes the biggest change. Once this front moves through, we'll see much cooler temperatures. Some light rain on Friday. There's 7, uh, 8, there's 6 p.m. Not a whole lot showing up there, but coming up, we're going to go through uh, what, uh, how, how much rain we may total up on Friday. This is a look at our records for today, looking at 78 versus 80. So we're not going to quite uh, reach it. We're close to it. Same thing, close to it tomorrow with a high of 81 and the record being 83. What to expect over the weekend once the front comes through? It will be cooler. Friday will be a little drizzly, 68 degrees. Saturday, 60 for Veterans Day and 59 on Sunday. But both Saturday and Sunday right now are looking dry but pretty cloudy. All of these warm temperatures that we've seen this year, yep, right now it is the warmest to date on record at RDU with an average temperature of 66, which is about two and a half inches above normal. And that average, of course, includes the highs and the lows. So nice and warm the next couple of days and then cool and drizzly Friday. After that, once we settle into the weekend, our temperatures are likely to be close to 60 for highs and we do drop into the 30s for lows early next week. Elizabeth, thanks. Walmart is making its stores more sensory friendly. Coming up, the changes that will go into effect this Friday in stores across the U.S. And some power poles in Dick's Park are getting a makeover. What a Raleigh-based artist is turning them into next. Welcome back. This is a live look at Clinton Fields 
mild out there. We're in the 50s and we're going to get up into the upper 70s this afternoon. It will be bright and sunny. Walmart is adding daily sensory friendly hours to its stores. Starting Friday, Walmart locations will have less stimulating hours between 8 to 10 a.m. During those hours, the overhead radio will be off, lights will be dimmer, and the TVs will display a still picture. Earlier in the year, Walmart tested out the quiet hours in an effort to be more inclusive to those with sensory disabilities. Raleigh is putting a hold on all new applications for parades in the city. The decision came during a city hall council city council meeting Tuesday afternoon. The city says it's still working to install a new approval system, and the goal is to have that system in place by early next year in time for the St. Patrick's Day parade. No currently scheduled parades will be affected by that pause, which includes the Christmas parade this month. New this morning, two power poles in Dix Park will soon be getting a transformation into giant sunflowers. The Dix Park Conservancy is working with Duke Energy to turn to create these massive steel sunflowers. The power poles are on the east side of Dix Park on Lake Wheeler Road. Next fall, Duke Energy will take them down and replace them with 73 foot tall sunflowers. Raleigh based artist Thomas Sayre is working on the design. Private donations will pay for the costs of the new poles. Happening today, Wake Tech will celebrate veterans with a special observance. Students, faculty, and staff will gather at the Southern Wake Campus for the event. It'll feature music from the 82nd Airborne Band. Retired General George Higgins, who is now an adjunct philosophy professor at Wake Tech, will give the keynote address. It's happening at 11 this morning on campus on Fayetteville Road. This morning, we're working to learn what led to a shooting that injured three people. Coming up at 5, Brett Neese will join us from the WRL Breaking News Tracker with what he's learned from investigators. And we now know who Durham's new mayor is. We will tell you what his plans are and break down the results of other elections in our area. And it's finally Patrick Dempsey's time to shine. We have reactions to him being named People's 2023 Sexiest Man Alive. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.